Back to the Forgecast. My name's Sam Towns. And I'm Alex Norton. Before we get into today's episode, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. The Forgecast is coming at you thanks to the best place to get all of your abrasive products in Australia, Weber Abrasives. I myself recently hand-finished a few knives with the Seawatt sanding paper that they sell, and let me tell you, it's killer stuff. So get onto abrasives.on.net today to get in touch. I'm impressed that you didn't stumble at least once over that many S's. I know, right? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my stutter is uh, generous to me. Uh, that's it. But uh, yeah, what's what have you been up to this week, Alex? Oh, it's been a quiet week. Nothing's happened. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. That's why, that's why we're recording like three days late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I had a... Uh, a uh, yeah, a little bit of an eventful week for the two of us, really. Oh yeah, <laughs> since the last forgecast, man, yeah. Um, but long story short, I did a giveaway on my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> 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 if you have not seen the videos that came from that, I, I highly recommend you uh, you uh, head on over to my, my YouTube channel if, and if watch. If you want to see what Alex looks like when he's a little bit mad. <laughs> just just a little bit, though. <laughs> oh, man. I, I have watched that video like six or seven times. I was wondering why the view count keeps going up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the congratulations to Cat Van Forge. I know she listens, so um, yeah, I'm very glad gonna... that it was her. I was I sort of internally smiled and tried to hide my excitement when her name came out of the the very australian hat she is an incredibly positive uh you know kind of influence in our little little circle and she's always there like in all of our live streams and everything always i actually look forward to seeing it like waiting for the name to pop up yeah no it's great so uh, it was really it's really good that it's going to her yeah little piece um, of forgecast history yeah that's right probably the first piece of truly uh forge casts both of us together on something that's gone yeah, out to the yeah, the fans absolutely so, yeah unintentional but still cool <laughs> um what else have i been doing i've been working on um a tekefu special steel drop point um mm. with a handle made of a beautiful piece of fiddleback otway blackwood um, oh, yeah. That was actually sent to me by a Forgecast fan, Ryan Casey, um, Ratapotamus. Yeah. Uh, he was actually emailed in before. He's a fantastic dude. He sent me a piece of the same stuff. Um, the I think Chate- it's actually the off Chate- the Chate- same block. in that wood. Yeah, it is. It's an off yeah. cut, uh, well, off the same cut. Um, and the Chatoyance in it is bonkers. Absolutely. I'm, but- I'm looking forward to putting it on something. I, I'm terrified to use it now because. <laughs> When I dropped the oil on it, I was just like, holy cow. I couldn't... It's 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 something that I tried desperately to capture on camera because um, usually you can capture a bit of chatoyance on there, but this is this mm. deep holographic effect to it that just, it has to be seen in person. And being stabilized, it takes such a high polish really easily, so... Mm, absolutely, and mine's all buff to heck. Um, but yeah, it's really cool, and I, I actually fitted a the... Um, end of a uh, 7mm bullet 
around, oh, brass in there um, in the bottom of the handle just to add a little bit of balance between the because I wanted the whole handle to be that that Otway black blackwood, yeah. but the the brass of the guard needed to be balanced with something on the pommel, so I thought that that made a nice little finial there and came out quite nice. Um, I've been commissioned to make. Have you seen those ads that pop up on Instagram and that of the the Hanta knife? Mm. It's like this s curve sort of shaped thing that's got a brute to forge finish and apparently it can do everything in your kitchen it's an amazing thing all hand forged even though they all look identical yeah Um, yeah, all punched out on some kind of massive drop forward that's right and um somebody has contacted me saying hey i really like that but i don't want to buy something that is so obviously bulk produced (laughs) mass produced (laughs) so can can you make me a real one (laughs) Um, and it's a cool knife design, actually. It's sort of a flowing sort of shape. I'm not sure how practical it would really be, but it, it would it'd be uh, pretty handy in the kitchen, pretty nifty, I'd imagine. So that should be fun. Um, I did a new YouTube video on getting better hidden tank guard fit-ups, which yep. is a long time coming. I, I wanted to be... I've always wanted to be better at hidden tank guard fit-ups, and I'm still a long long way off perfect but i finally got to a point where i feel like i like have the ability to show other people a few tips to get better Um, Mm. i didn't want to do the video before i got to a certain level but now my hidden tangs are at a level where i feel uh, you know like i've got something to say in that regard yeah no it looked great and like you know you you the the fit up you got was pretty damn solid and all of the advice you gave is is some stuff that you know you and i have discussed over the years Mm, I reference uh, you in the video. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's actually kind of worrying for me because I haven't done a hidden tang knife in like months and I'm worried that I've lost the skill. Well, now you've got a video re- to reference. <laughs> <laughs> my pride won't let me do that. Oh dear, you still haven't watched my Kumo knife video. Nope. Good heavens. Um, I do have another YouTube video. Sorry? because i still haven't tried it myself yeah, that's right better get on that i've mm-hmm. um i've actually got I'm, I'm currently working on another youtube video with our past guest anthony carroll uh, mm. where we're actually going to do a visual demonstration of some of the uh stretching techniques you can do before it's like a quick five minute routine you can do while your forge heats up before you start forging um it's pretty cool video i'm trying to keep it nice and snappy and quick so that people have no excuse not to you know, protect their bodies. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, that last, last week's episode was absolutely fantastic for, for that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. we might be working more with Anthony in the future too. So that's right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it it was one of those things that he and I talked about at length and we realized we could do like a whole 30 or 40 minute video on this. Um, but people won't remember all of it. So we distilled it and distilled it and distilled it. And uh, I say we, but Anthony did most of the work and (laughs) I'm just going to edit it. (laughs) And I want to try and make it entertaining. I want to try and make it snappy and I want it to be memorable so that people go, Oh, that's right. I've got a couple of minutes. I'm going to do the stretches and hopefully be able to forge longer because of it. Uh, So uh, by the time um this episode airs that video may actually already be out uh if not then it'll be very quick it's it's all it's about half done at the moment we've been, we've been doing some good work on it um i had my student knife making student peter in the forge again the guy that's been you know start to finish been learning knife making and he made yep. his first proper finished knife 
Um, he's made Celtic knives and all that sort of thing before, you know, your, your standard but ugly forged finished knives and things <laughs> like that. But he made his first proper finished hand sanded, fully stonewashed full tang knife. And a stonewashed full tang knife is a tricky knife to make when you're new to the craft. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he said, I'll, he said, I want it to be a challenge, but not ridiculous. So I thought, well, that's, that's pretty good, you know. Uh, he got it. He did a full 240 grit hand sanded finished before um, stone washing, and he got a beautiful stone wash, even stone wash finish across the whole thing. Uh, mm. Ground it very nicely, considering it was all forged out, um, and uh, handled it beautifully. And now he's got to make the exact same knife again next time. So he's forged it out, and he's uh, done the pre grind and the heat treatment on the second knife, and it's very, very close to the first one. Um, but just to test that everything has gone in, he's trying to duplicate the knife, which is good because he's yeah, got cool. two daughters and he's giving each of them one of these knives. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they won't have to fight over like the prettier one or whatever. He's trying to ma- match them. <laughs> um, and they will, but you know. And the most exciting thing for me this week was actually that my mate Adam finally got back into the forge after six months of not being able to come to the forge due to coronavirus and family restrictions and things like that. So um, we had a bit of a surprise waiting for him, Sam and I. Sam made made possibly the most gorgeous hammer I've ever seen. Um, He also had the mini tongs that Adam had won. (laughs) Finally. Yeah, he won in a giveaway like seven months ago. And he thought I'd been <laughs> lost in the post. <laughs> I felt so bad for not sending them. I didn't want to send them until I had the hammer finished. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I, I made him a, a set of wolf jaw tongs and a slitting chisel. Probably the most ornate slitting chisel you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it, it is a pretty slick slitting chisel, I have to admit. Yeah, um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he forged all day with them, loved them, and had a really good time. It was really great to have him back in the forge, and he should be coming back to regular again now that my little island seems to have gotten on top of everything. Excellent. So um, my song of the week this week um, is from a guy called Will Joseph Cook, which is a funny name because it sounds like a sentence or a question it's <laughs> yeah, a question yeah. will joseph cook who knows he might <laughs> um but it's a song called girls like me and not only is it a really really catchy song he's got a great voice but the music video is hilarious it is so funny um he's a sort of a in, very very indie like he, don't, he doesn't have a wikipedia article about him he's that indie <laughs> and yet Fair he has enough. he has a very established following and he's got a beautiful voice he's really young like he's like he's got to be like 21 20 mm-hmm. um and he's just clearly a very confident performer and he's got a phenomenal voice and and writes all his own stuff and a talented guy and and girls like me is a is a really good song it's about uh, a guy who keeps dating trying to find the right girl and uh keeps finding the wrong girl it's yeah uh, yeah good good song good cheering anyway what about you big fudge what have you been up to oh man well um you know like <laughs> um dull week. so we had we had your giveaway <laughs> which, which i was in I, I was indirectly related well no i was directly related to yeah uh you know that whole debacle um but no, I you know I, that that whole that whole thing really brought home for me how many people there are out there who who support us um, both you and I and you know myself. Um, yeah, it turned into a real sort of um, 
outpouring of Forgecast support, really. It was yeah, really- there was a lot of there was a whole bunch of positivity in there. And I what I loved was is that there was so little negativity in there. Yeah. Like there was there was there was a, a, a reason for negativity, but there was no negativity. Yeah. There was so much positivity, and that's something that really got to me, um, and and really pulled me out of a, a, a really bad place. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, anyone who's listening that was you know that had commented or anything like that or uh, sent me a message, thank you so much. Um, but I've already said thank you in a video. I did a giveaway. I'm doing a giveaway. Well, actually, it'll be did by now, mm. but when this comes out, after I've won it. Yeah. <laughs> have you put your entry in? I did. Uh, I, I I may have seen it. Uh, there's like 200 entries at this point. So. Yeah. As there yeah, should be. Yeah, so I'm giving away a set of pickup tongs and a, one of my bottle openers and a sticker pack uh, from my Redbubble store. So, because um, I, I wanted to give away from more than one item because I... I wanted to give everyone something, all of my followers, because they're all amazing people, but I couldn't, so I came up with the next best thing, which was to have a, you know, first, second, and third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've got a lot of people who actually want, like, the second and third prizes rather than the first one, and <laughs> <laughs> people naming their preferences, which was great. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've put that up, uh, and I finally, finally finished... The Damascus Karambit. Yeah, and it looks it has been a long time coming. I've only spoken about it on the Forgecast. I've been very quiet about it on on my social media and stuff like that. Because I am this guy who really likes to, you know, just like drop things on people. Like, surprise! Look at what I've been doing. (laughs) It's a really bad habit and I need to get out of it. I need to stop showing more work in progress pictures and stuff. Plus, everyone um, who follows you on social media probably listens to the Forgecast. So this is true. So, yeah, the, the Damascus Karambit is finished, and the video will be coming out later this week. Uh, actually, it'll probably be out just before this episode goes live. So, uh, look forward to that. And if you haven't watched it already, go to my channel and check it out. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of work. It's finally got put in the mail this morning, actually, um, to its new owner. Hopefully, he'll enjoy it. Oh, I reckon. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a lot of work. I have to admit, like, and and it's one of the reasons why I haven't done any hidden tanks recently is because this was full tang and it was also a lot of work. Um, <laughs> you know, full full uh, profile file work and oh, having to etch and all that kind of stuff before fitting handle scales. It was so much fun. Loved it. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> it was a great challenge. Um, uh, unfortunately, in other news, uh, I had a bit of a, a crap stream uh, the most recently. Uh, did a hand forging Damascus stream where the uh, Damascus billet that I was hand forging ended up having nothing but D lambs in it, and uh, then my grinder blew a VFD and uh, <laughs> shut my grinder down. Um, and yeah, I I panicked on stream and and you know like basically just kind of went okay, I'm gonna go now, I'm gonna go scream, throw things, bye bye. <laughs> um, and, you know, I thought it was like the end of the world. Uh, I, I will admit I was not in a good place. But um, fortunately, my personal lord and savior, uh, Jake Mantell at Fire Pants Fabrication, is a wonderful human being. He really is. And pulled out all of the stops to get me a new VFD by the end of the week. So um, he has been fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was a positive thing to come out of that. And I also had some very, very generous people, uh, you know, 
donate to me to uh, help me get a new VFD, which they didn't need to do, and I kept telling them that they didn't need to do it, but they did it anyway, which was quite incredible. Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, it was, it, my whole week has just been like, you know, f- crashing falls and then massive soaring uplifts, you know, <laughs> so I've been on this giant roller coaster of emotional turmoil <laughs> this whole week. Um, but at least having the grinder down has meant that I've been able to focus on small projects that I've had to put aside. Catched up um, on some hand sanding. Yeah, so I hand sanded those, um, Sloyd knives that I made months ago that I said I was going to have handled, like, the week after I forged them, mm-hmm. uh, and never got around to it because I got stuck into other things. Um, and I've also started welding up some more Damascus billets for other stuff, and I want to work on, uh, making some Brahmai or Boomai, whatever we want to call it, Brass Kumai, which, um, Alex and I were talking about before the show is probably going to be one of the biggest pains in the asses ever because brass yeah. really doesn't like to move. And yeah, brass doesn't like being heated up either. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It, brass is just a terrible material to work with. It's if awful. It's, if, unless it's a guard that you're carving cold, it's Yeah, unless, unless you're casting it or you're carving it. Mm-hmm. Don't work with brass. <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful material, but it's also such a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's been the thing. I've also been working on my little uh, French cross peen on my Twitch channel. Yeah, that's um, great. Finally finished the fleur de and now I'm working on the frog. Uh, we're getting close to having all the background removed and start actually shaping the body and the arms and the little fingies and stuff like that make it look like a frog. Um, but it's come along really well. I'm, I'm actually quite happy with it. I'm really not happy with the letter work on one side. I want to just completely scrap that side. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, I'm keeping this hammer unless someone offers me like a, 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 a cost that I can't refuse. Um, but yeah, I so that's... I love you, can't refuse. Yeah, that's it. Horse head in my bed. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's kind of been my... A week. I don't think there's anything else. There is your song of the week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my song of the week. I, I've been flitting back and forth in my mind about what song that I wanted to choose because there are so many. Um, and I think this time I'm going to go with uh, a classic. You know, we got got to have a little bit of classic in there. And it's uh, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. That is a great song. It is. I, and to be honest, there's a lot of great songs coming out of ELO. Oh, man. Electric Light, uh, Electric Light Orchestra is just one of the most iconic 80s bands. 70s and 80s. And, um, yeah, George, Jeff Lynne um, is one of my favorite you know, like guys from that time. He's such a freaking lego. Like, he's such a freaking lad. Um. But uh, yeah, my dad. My dad was a massive. But yeah, no. Um, my my dad was a massive ELO fan, and um, and the I actually have the Zoom tour, which was like their their re-release coming back after like sixteen years. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. Funnily enough, the the bell sound in Mister Blue Sky is actually a fire hydrant. Like it's a All it's right. a fire it's a fire extinguisher. Just a funny little. They must have listened Aside. to my wind chime video. <laughs> That's it. Um, Mr. Blue Sky would have to be a close second favorite of mine for ELO. I'm an all all over the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that 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 song I could listen to on loop all day. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's, there's so many though, you know, like don't bring me down and, you know, uh, roll over Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just so many, but yeah, uh, Mr. Blue Sky is one of my favorites. Very positive. Yeah. And upbeat. Yeah. With that well, being said. Yes, we have, what do you want? Um, emails or emails, I think. Well, we actually, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. We have a Instagram message and we have a, a video message, which I can't play, obviously. Um, but I can tell you the gist of it. <laughs> okay. The, um, Instagram message is from Mark Nicholson and he said, Hey guys, I enjoy seeing all of the weird and wonderful songs you both pick each week for the Forgecast playlist. And it seems that music is an important part of both of your lives. My question is, would you say that there is a song that sums up who you each are and has it already been added to the playlist? Love the show. Keep up the good work. So one song that sums you up. Well, I mean, we had it on the Forgecast playlist for a while, but it kind of got deleted. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Alex knows the one I'm talking about. Jake probably does too. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most devoted Forgecast fans know what Sam's talking uh, about. Oh, yeah. That, that, that sums me up pretty well. <laughs> yes, I think... But, I uh, think- in that vein, mine would have to be uh, The Burden of Being Wonderful by Steel Panther. <laughs> of course it would be. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, you know, it's funny. You, you get asked those kinds of questions and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, what's what's one thing about, you know, X that sums you up? And it's, it's almost impossible to do. Mm. Uh, in, the, in the blacksmithing world, I, you know, I don't know. What what a facet of me becomes most important, you know, my my love for the community, my passion for the work, you know, my you know the sense of belonging. I I, I couldn't explain that in in one song, or like I couldn't explain all of those in one song, or not not any song that I know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an impossible question to answer for me. I suppose. Well, there you go. The entire Enya Greatest Hits album. Oh, man. Enya, <laughs> Enya is, you know... Say the Enya's way. everybody's song. Enya is just sound, uh, silence coloured in. That's right. Britney's work bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do the work today. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> From Firebringer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or um, friggin' um, Today I Don't Feel Like Doing Anything. Bruno yep. Mars. That's it. That's, that's, that's my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, the answer is that there is no answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm sorry, but yeah, it, it's, it is one of those things where I, I'm not basic bitch enough to have a single song no, that you, can sum me you up. You know what? I'm, be- I'm bearing down. Burn to being wonderful by Steel Panther. <laughs> I'm freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, fair, fair enough. You got you got to com- you got to plant your flag somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll, I'll stick with the, the world's biggest cunt by uh, I just, by Baron. I just I just like firing up the haters. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's a good enough answer. The other one was actually a video message from uh, a past inspiration of the week of mine, Jack Conan. Um, we were talking about cooling your belts uh, during the episode. We were talking about sharpening 
uh, blade sharpening on a belt grinder. And um, he sent me an actual video of the system he uses, and he's actually got... um, It's really cool. It's um, like a dripper feed or uh, little brass drippers um, that he can adjust. And um, they just have basically gravity-fed from a water tank. Uh, mm. But he he has a two wheel grinder system, yeah, like, um, much like Niels's. Bitch, yeah, a bit like Niels Vandenberg system, and um, because of that, he can just have this dripping down on top of the belt as it goes. Mm. Um, and I've been trying to, I was tr- trying to remember. I've heard somewhere, I don't know if it's from you or someone else, that um, some belts don't like being wet. Yeah, so there are certain belt types that really don't like getting wet. Um, I brought this up with Jack, and he's used, like, every type of belt under the sun. He's never had any problems. Yeah, and, and it could just be, you know, like... And I only know this by repute. Like, again, right. this is this is purely by repute, by talking to people like Rob Weber and, and stuff like that who supply the belts. Now, obviously, mm. the belt suppliers are going to go by the belt manufacturers, and the ma- manufacturers are only going to go by their specs. Mm. So their specs are within a certain safety tolerance, and if the safety tolerance is put out by a certain thing then they're gonna say don't do it hmm. doesn't mean that it can't be done so he, you know, he did point out though that wet belts have a tendency to stretch a little bit which can yes. make your tracking throw off uh, if you're not careful yeah uh, especially J- yeah right. especially jflex belts and and like the soft cotton back belts and stuff like that uh, will stretch quite badly uh, underwater. And um, I've found wet grinding with J-Flex, especially uh, the, the Hermes uh, J-Flex that I've used, um, they tend to cup and then rigidize in that cupped form and they almost never go flat again. Right. Uh, it's a massive pain in the butt if you ever want to use them flat ever well, again. One of the beauties of um, uh, Jack's system is it's it really is a dripper. Mm. Uh, very much a dripper and so the amount of water that he's putting on is actually quite small uh, yeah. but he but he finds it doesn't he doesn't need much to keep it cool at all no well you know you're you only need a small amount of water in contact with the steel yeah that's right so um, i know walter sorrels has like a mister system for a uh for like a mill that he's okay. just hooked up to his 2x72 when he can direct the spray at his flat platinum because he's got a four-wheel grinder mm. And it's got the flexible nozzle head, and he can just adjust it to wherever he wants, and and uh, has a, a constant little mist on yeah. the on the grinding platen. It was a, it was a very cool video, and I was very glad that he actually sent it in because it's it's given me some ideas um, to to have a play with because I am in the planning stages of rebuilding my grinder to son of Frankie. Yeah, and I mean it, the the big thing is that water cooled platens. The reason that Jack specifically would really want a water cooled platen. Is because he's a straight razor maker. Yeah, that hollow grind. It's an and aggressive he's, grind. He's grinding. Well, not only that, but he's grinding stupidly thin blades, like donkulously thin. Yeah, it's so cool. To, he can push them Jack over Collins, with his finger. Yeah, you go to Jack Collins' like Instagram. He is grinding them thinner than a piece of paper. Mm. Like he is grinding them ridiculously thin, and at that thinness, any heat will mm. immediately screw that up. Yeah. So he needs that water. The the big thing is that there's a, I think there's a bit of a fallacy with like water cooled stuff, where it's like you need water cooled for everything. Mm-hmm. And Niels Vandenberg doesn't use water cooled belts no. on like any. I've never seen him use a water cooled belt because he's making like hunting knives, daggers, stilettos, that kind of stuff. It's not necessary because they're thick enough that they don't 
build up heat that quickly, and so you can dunk them every grind. Um, but specifically for really thin stuff like kitchen knives and grazers, it's, you know, absolutely invaluable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely do yourself a favor and go check out Jack Connor's work if you haven't already. Um, oh, man is a man is insane. Mental thin blades. Like, oh, it's uh, the sharpness they must have. Yeah, I yeah, I I would love to even just be able to look at it, like you know, to be able to, to just you know fondle one of his his but, razors. Well, the thing is, I'm an exclusive straight shaver. I yeah. I, I never use your sort of disposable razor or anything. I, I use a cutthroat to do all of my shaving and have for years. And just it's like shaving porn. Mm-hmm. Looking at those razors, one day I would love to own one when I become a more of a man of means. I plan on. I'm ordering one <laughs> when you're living it big yeah that's right because it's it's one of the best if you ask me it's just my opinion but it's one of the best luxuries a man can have is a good mm. proper straight shave the hot towel over the face you know the nice creams and everything it's, it's a wonderful luxurious experience and I take it very seriously I, I haven't shaved in like you know 12 months so. we can tell <laughs> <laughs> but before I did I used to straight shave so I agree Sam shaves every morning. His beard just grows that fast. That's it. Yeah. yeah. This is just a day's growth. Yeah. Anyway, Sam, who is inspiring you this week? So I had to had to have a little bit of a think about it, but um, it's a, a man that I've actually been inspired by since the very beginning stages of my knife making. Um, when I, I actually went back on my Facebook feed back when I had, uh, Rebel Raptor Creations was my little, <laughs> my little business mm-hmm. when I, when I started up as a hobbyist and, um, I actually shared one of his photos seven years ago. Uh, so I realized that I've been following him for quite a long time and, uh, his name is Glenn Waters. He goes by, uh, Glenn.Waters on Instagram. Um... And he is a folding knife maker. He makes, you know, these bespoke, uh, ridiculously intricate folding knives. And he really likes to go kind of out there with his geometries and stuff like that. Uh, he's more of an artist than a knife maker <laughs> in a lot of senses. Um, he works in like, you know, gold inlay and, and various titanium alloys and, uh, you know, zirconium and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, lots of very expensive materials, and he has the most wacky ability to bring out vibrant color in metal. Like, his stuff is just stupidly beautiful. And you look at everything that he makes, he makes belt buckles and stuff like that occasionally, and they all just look like, you know, priceless. Um, my personal favorite is his uh, Tanto Flippers. Um, he, he makes a, a, a... It's a not actually a traditional Tanto, you know, it's, it's more of the American style, but in his own kind of brand. Um, but one of the the knives that really got me was Sakura, which was the knife that I shared seven years ago, which was just a standard kind of, you know, slip joint folder, but it had inlaid Sakura blossoms, which are cherry blossoms and, uh, and a, and a butterfly in it. And it was all inlaid in gold and silver. And, you know, it was inlaid on a titanium ground, which was then anodized to this shimmering purple. The man's just in crazy. And, um, it's really cool because he's actually an Australian. Uh, he now lives in Japan. So, um, you know, he's a, he's an expat, but, uh, yeah, he's an Australian knife maker and he's, uh, incredibly talented. 
Uh, he's actually, I've spoken to him a couple of times on Instagram, um, just <laughs> telling him how much I like his work. <laughs> uh, but hopefully one day I'll be able to have a look at his work up close and actually in person, which would be amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, who, who's inspiring you, Alex? Well, true to form, it's not a blacksmith. Of course not. <laughs> uh, it's actually a photographer. Um, one that uh, somebody who's a big photography nerd like me follows a lot of photographers um, but there's not many who really do new things with their the way they take photographs um, nowadays there's a lot of ones who do new things with lighting or new things with the subjects that they're uh, photographing uh, but there's not um, not much new being done with the actual camera no. And um, my inspiration this week has been a fellow from Barcelona called <laughs> Jordi Koalitic, or Koalitic, right. maybe. I don't, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I've never actually heard it spoken out loud. But um, mm. Jordi does the most incredible photos that are capturing these uh, sort of larger-than-life moments. It's sort of like almost like a a big action-packed movie scene captured in a still. Um, mm. But the the cool thing about it is you look at the photo and uh, on his, you follow him on Instagram, it's just geordie.coalitic, uh, J-O-R-D-I dot K-O-A-L-I-T-I-C. Um, mm. he will, the, he's always got like two, you know how you can swipe right to get the other photo in the sequence yeah, yeah. the first one is the photo and the second one is whenever he's taking a photo he actually has somebody offside videoing the process of taking the photo right um because he doesn't he doesn't use much sort of touching up he tries to actually do it all for real yeah, um right. and all natural yeah the means with which he achieves some of these effects is super creative and cool and it's it's sort of when you see it it's like the first thought is that is a lot simpler than i expected Mm. Um, but then the second thought is always i would never have thought to do that ever that's crazy um and so it's it's one of those things that you really have to see to understand it I, i highly recommend go and check him out on instagram he's mainly active on instagram but Hopefully, uh, looking at the the effects that he gets, and then looking at those little behind the scenes snippets, it m- inspires you like it has with me to try and uh, use what's around you and use these sort of everyday objects and things to achieve these incredible eye catching results. Because um, it it becomes important when you try and advertise yourself uh, to be able. Oh to yeah, do that sort of thing. we've we've had a discussion in a previous episode on on how the importance of photography. Yeah, that's right, and uh, I mean you using all of this creativity and, and artistry and that to, to do your work, why not extend that to the photography that you do? Mm. Yeah, so Geordie is, is definitely definitely inspiring me. He has been for a long time, but I've been he's been doing some particularly good work this week. So. Yes. Which I suppose brings us in to Tool Time. Tool Time. And Tool Time is brought to you today, as always, by the legends at Creative Man. Whether you're just getting into knife making or you're an experienced knife maker and in need of all the best goodies, give them a visit at creativeman.com.au today. And this week, our tool of the week is, in fact, social media as a general Mm. rule. 
Uh, a lot of people listening to this show will be people who are trying to either do their blacksmithing or bladesmithing as a business uh, or maybe just a side hustle. But however you go, you need to actually get that out there. You need to market yourself. You need to interact with the community that you're in, interact with your customer base, and social media is an important part of that. Um, and it is a tool. You use it like a tool. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it can be misused just like any other tool. Uh, it can cause harm <laughs> if oh, you yes. do the wrong thing. Greatly. If you upset the wrong YouTuber. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's, um, it's it, it can be very, very powerful. I mean, what other opportunity would you have to be able to stand in a room showing your work to thousands of people at the same time? Yeah, exactly. You, you're never going to have that opportunity in, in a reality without social media. You need to think of your social media as a tool when you're trying to to get yourself out there, trying to make any sort of money off of your work or or get it out there or get recognition anyway, because what it provides is a window, a portal from people around the world, anywhere around the world, into your world and what you're doing. But it is a portal which you can control how it looks, what it's looking at, when people are looking at it. how things are perceived by them you get to be in full control of all of this and so if you don't know how to use it it's just like any other tool it can it can Mm. ruin your work or it can make it shine yeah absolutely so um try uh it's it's a a different mindset to actually think of it as a tool in your workshop but it's it's one that's worth actually doing and just like any other tool you can upgrade Um, yeah and and Whatever you do, don't use uh, my social media as an example of how to use the tool properly because mine is definitely not the way to do it. Sam has, <laughs> Sam has been upgrading recently. He's changed to a new platform with Twitch. I have changed to a new platform. Uh, diversification of platforms is incredibly important, um, as is discussed by pretty much anyone who's in the influencer sphere. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I've also been trying to be mindful of, of how I approach my social media. Because it, it, the thing is, is that, uh, like, like Alex said, it is a portal into your world. And you want, it, in most cases, you want to be uh, as genuine as you can. You don't want to release everything about yourself because that's, you know, a good way to then end up, you know, on, you know, some stalker's watch list. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But you know you want to you want to you know um, provide people a window into your your life and your passions and and what you yourself are about. Um, my biggest issue is that I don't take enough care with how I set up, you know, photos and stuff like that. I just kind of take them where I'm standing, and you know while it's a very natural kind of you know rough and ready look into what I'm looking at, it's not the most professional. <laughs> set up uh and i and you know that that's reflected by if you look at professional people who you know are influencers on instagram and stuff like that people with multiple hundreds of thousands millions of followers they do have very curated you know kind of content their content is very clean very you know uh, uniform and very you know branded to them rather than being you know just kind of generic throwing shit out there whenever they feel like it uh (laughs) So yeah, it, it, it does take a little bit of uh, you know effort to make sure that you're curating your content a little bit better. 
uh, unfortunately, I'm just not one of those people that does that. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to be content with growing slowly. Yeah. And just like any other, like if you were to have uh, a workshop shed all set up uh, and, you know, you go inside and you see the pegboard that where all the tools would hang and there's a hammer there and that's it. That's the entire thing in the whole shed. <laughs> that's it. Um, social media is a bit like that. You can't just be on Facebook and call it good and say, well, I'm out there. Um, you need to diversify you need to use the different platforms i mean look at us we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitch we're on youtube we're on patreon we're we're doing podcasts these are all social media platforms that are getting us out there um and they are all different tools in our arsenal to help um not only uh it's a it's a two-way street it allows people uh out there to see into our world but it helps us get out into your world and helps um, yeah. i mean sam and i both are people who are dedicated to the the craft of edutainment as they call yes. it yes edutainment, um, yeah. as much as possible um and so that is a two-way street because you need to be the person doing the edutainment and you need to actually you'd be pointless to be doing that if you didn't have people watching it um mm. and at the same time we're making our living with the things that we make and uh, we need to actually reach customers. And one of the biggest mistakes that I make is that people get uh, caught up in sharing and, and posting and, and all of the, all of that with their work in only blacksmithing groups. Yeah. And you are showing your work to people who can make the stuff too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're it's great for inspiration, <laughs> but not very good for marketing. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get the inspiration as from as many people as possible and, and get feedback and all that, but they're not going to buy your work. They're not going mm. to... Uh, it's not even really going to further your, your reputation except for your reputation within the community, which is something that is worth fostering. However, um, if you're trying to make a name for yourself in the world for your work, you need to approach more people and widen your sphere of influence. So think of it like a tool. If you were to only ever use a um uh like if you had an impact driver and you only ever used it for putting in phillips head screws and nothing else <laughs> ever um it's not using it to its full potential yeah so it's uh yeah, that's the best best metaphor i can come up with and it's because i'm sleepy one of the, one of the biggest keys that I've found to social media, like I and like I said, I'm not very good at curating my content and stuff like that. I just tend to post whenever I feel like it, and I post whatever I feel like, uh, which isn't necessarily the best way to go about things. And I don't target audiences very well because, again, I'm one of those people that posts only to blacksmith forums because you know I I prefer to get feedback from people who understand what I'm actually doing, um, whereas I should be thinking about it from a marketing perspective rather than you know kind of. Uh, being accepted by a community perspective, which is nice. I really like being accepted by the community, and I love my community. And I think um, recent events have shown that you are very accepted. By uh, so apparently, <laughs> apparently <laughs> so, which has been amazing. But and you know, I love my community. And I don't want to stop sharing to my community, but I also need to start actually branching out into that stuff. But one of the keys that I got told the very beginning of my career uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, and that kind of stuff is consistency consistently put out stuff like it doesn't matter if it's good stuff if you're consistent about it (laughs) because you can go on youtube and you can go on instagram and stuff like that and find people with multiple thousands of followers and their content is crap and always has been 
right? Like the, you know, the photos are out of focus, you know, there's all that kind of stuff, but because they are so prolific with their work, like with their posting, they're posting, you know, two, three times a day, or, you know, they're posting a video a week or whatever. They grow purely by the American form of accuracy. Fire mm-hmm. enough bullets, eventually you'll hit something. Um, Gotta be in so it in the early days of, of your social media career, whatever it is, a lot of the time you'll face self-doubt and you'll think, my stuff's not good enough to show. I don't have the talent. I don't have the, the camera. I don't have the editing software. I don't have anything. And I was the same. Like when I started out YouTube, I was like, there's no way I can do this because I have none of the gear. And someone was just like, we'll just post a video and just keep posting videos until you get better. Um, and because, you know, as we've talked about a lot, we keep that constant focus on improvement. You want to always constantly be improving. Um, because I keep that focus in mind, though my content started out crap, it's slowly getting better, I hope. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that consistency is something that helps build a community. And, you know, you, you can't get, uh, you know, recognized in, in any sphere on social media if you're only posting once a month. Because your your stuff kind of shows up and then disappears, and they forget about you within a day. You have to remember that you guys are, are you're competing with the entire world. Um, it's it's almost like a, a slot machine that people's phones nowadays. Every time they keep scrolling, they keep getting fresh content. You yep. just scroll and scroll and scroll infinitely, and you just keep getting fresh content as much as they want. And that scroll is only going to stop if your content stands out to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Amidst the noise. And it's going to be better <laughs> than what could be next. Because what could yeah. be next might be better. So it's yes. got to it's got to be engaging. It's got to catch them. And not only that, but um, consistency of effort across platforms. One of the things I notice is that a lot of people will start up an Instagram. They'll start up a Facebook. They'll start up a YouTube. They'll start up a Twitch. They'll start up all that kind of stuff. And then they'll only be really active on one platform. Mm-hmm. Right, like, you know, I know a lot of creators that have Facebooks and Instagrams that they never post to because they only post to YouTube. Mm. And while that's really good to build a follower base on YouTube, you're only accessing the YouTube market. There are people who are on Instagram and Facebook that never watch YouTube. Right? So there are people out there who aren't going to be interested in your form of videos, but they might be interested in photos of your work because, mm-hmm. you know, they're more interested in the still photography stuff than uh you know videos and they might not have time to watch a 20 minute video on you building something whereas they'd be more than happy to look at seven photos of you building a knife yeah that's right so um and that's why you know the diversification of platforms are really important i've put all of my engraving work on twitch because it is not only a diversification of platform it's also a diversification of content Um, it allows me to both continue to keep my content coming out on YouTube, which is all my blacksmithing stuff, but gives me content that I can put to a different platform, which then I can then cross pollinate my two, you know, my, my two followings people on YouTube that follow me for my blacksmithing stuff. If they're interested in my engraving stuff can then come over to my Twitch. Um, but people who are interested in my engraving stuff that want to see my blacksmithing stuff can move over to YouTube from Twitch, but if I kept both of them in one place on YouTube, the people who didn't like my engraving work wouldn't watch those videos mm-hmm. and vice versa for the, for the engraver, for the blacksmithing stuff. So by diversifying my platforms, I've allowed people a space to watch the content from me that they want to see. 
and I'm maintaining the consistency of upload. I'd watch both your channels, Big Fudge. Well, you do watch both my channels. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But now I've got to arbitrarily pick one of your videos and refuse to watch it just so that we're even. (laughs) It's not arbitrary. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do it until I've I've made Kumai myself. And I want to, I want to start with something way more complex than Kumai because I'm just that stubborn. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. that brings, (laughs) that slides us into our topic of the week and that is supporting your community. Yes. Because while if you're trying to market yourself, you shouldn't necessarily be pitching to your own community. Um, supporting your community and being an active part of that community is a super important thing, whether you're a, uh, an individual, whether you're a business, whether you're um, you know, taking from it or, or giving to it, or educating, edutaining, any role that you're playing, uh, having an active role, an active role, and a positive role in your community is important. And people tout a lot that the knife making and the blacksmithing community in general is a great one. And having been a part of many different communities over the years, uh, I can I can confirm that it's one of the better ones out there. But it's the uh, best one, and it's <laughs> and it is filled with people who others would literally, you know. <laughs> take a bat to someone for because it's yeah, people get very protective, people get very defensive, they get. Um, very supportive some of the um outpouring of support that happened over uh, the incident with sam earlier this week was phenomenal to watch it really sort of choked me up mm-hmm. and it wasn't just because of you know oh let's support a fellow blacksmith it was personal and it was because yeah. sam gives so much of himself and puts out so much of who he is he's not standoffish you don't go to his channel and, and get like a, a mask that uh, this careful, <laughs> yeah. carefully, uh, carefully constructed mask of, you know, nothing but confidence and power and all this sort of thing that you get on some of the, the larger channels that sort of they have this sort of cold vibe and they don't involve themselves with their communities. Um, they just, you know, obviously when you get to a certain size on, um, youtube and etc it gets a bit difficult to keep up with everything but it's important to still be able to take the time to give back uh and, and well, delve in that's it and i mean even even outside like we, you know we, this isn't a, a, a masturbatory you know podcast we're not going to talk about ourselves all the time but think about a couple of the guys in our community that we look up to john switzer roy mm. adams mm. you know guys with tens of thousands of followers you know tens of thousands of subscribers you know, multiple thousands of comments per video, that kind of stuff. And they still take the time to reach out to their community. Take they part still, in the Mankey Tank Challenge. That's it. They still take part in fun little challenges. They still, you know, interact with the quote-unquote small guys. Uh, and that's why they are so loved, is because they don't, you know, you know, think themselves above it all. They don't, you know, keep themselves away. But Alex made a really good point, is that it's not just about the creators. It's also about the consumers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we have followers. Uh, I know I have followers. Alex has followers and stuff like that, that, that never have made knives, have never swung a hammer in their lives, but they love seeing blacksmith work. They love buying blacksmith's work. They are every bit as important as our fellow creators. Mm. 
if not more so, because without consumers, the creators don't ex- don't exist. We don't have a purpose. That's it. And I mean, it's, and so it's banding behind um, giveaways or uh, competitions or forgecast challenges and that yeah, sort exactly. of thing. Uh, YouTube challenges, that sort of thing that, that gets these people together and it, it's unification behind the harmony of an activity like that is what helps remind everyone that we are in the same boat. Yeah, and and that, that creation of a very positive community, like that's the biggest thing. When I came into the YouTube community and, you know, I used to spend time on Yamez's live streams, Island Metal Forge and uh, Roy's live streams and Big Dog Forge's live streams, the one thing you'd find is that the chat was always 99.9% positive, mm. with the occasional idiot troll that would jump in and then get kicked out really, really fast. Yeah. And this community has been steadfast in maintaining that attitude, no matter what. Like, every content creator out there, every YouTube commenter in our community is always focused on the positive. Mm. You know, if there is criticism, it's given in a constructive light. It, you know, there's never a, a, you know, kind of nastiness between people. And whenever there is, most of the time, the person who starts that stuff tends to get kicked in the butt real fast. Mm-hmm. And if either they, you know, they apologize, they, you know, come forward, they, they make amends, and then it, you know, we all just go on with our lives, or they disappear. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this community is one of those, it's, it's you know, for to quote a, a modern term, it's very wholesome. <laughs> it's a very wholesome community. Um, while we, we swear and spit and hawk and all that kind of stuff, we, we also do band together when we need it. And, you know, like, for instance, Seth Wood, when his yeah. shop burned down, I have never seen a more inspiring outpouring of support for a single person Absolutely. than that. I, you know, like people across the world got together to rebuild this man's home, Mm -hmm. you know, like he, he, you know, that's a perfect example and he's, you know, well-deserving of it. Again, he's one of those people who's very active in the community. He's always reaching out to people or helping people. And the fact that our community recognizes that and puts those people at the, at the head of our community, you know, the people that are recognized as the leaders of our community are all really good people. <laughs> yeah. And I think that sp- says a lot about those people in our community. So, you and, know, it's, and uh, even, it's not always individuals either. It's, it's, um, <coughs> some of the, the, the companies that we work with. It's why we love like creative man is behind most giveaways. <laughs> They're oh, always <laughs> ready to dive in with giveaways. If you, if you have been a part of an Australian like giveaway of anything or a raffle or a charity auction or whatever, it's normally got a creative man, something in it. Yeah. And it's that sort of thing that it, it's, it's banding together. It's, it's, it's a, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a leveler. Mm. Um, pe- people of, um, very very high levels of skill more often than not are more than happy to help people who are just getting started yeah and and you find this in all levels like you know you talk to guys like uh, peter burt who's been making woots for ages and you know he's got a lot of followers he's got a lot of interest worldwide he's one forged in fire he's you know done all that kind of stuff you message him today asking him a question he'll answer Kyle Royer, Mastersmith, he makes the most ridiculous knives on the planet and is an incredibly knowledgeable, (laughs) he's an incredibly nice dude. 
he will answer your messages if you ask him. Yeah, like I did that video on uh, <clears throat> Scrap vs. Known Steel, and I'm like, oh, Jane Nielsen, by the way, can you be in my YouTube video? He's like, cool, what do I, what do I got to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I got I, the Fortune Fire guy. <laughs> you know, it's not that they don't exist, but those guys that really shut themselves in and hold on to their knowledge and don't let anyone else into their, you know, secret, you know, freaking little cult, they don't last long. No. Because our community rewards those people who are willing to share. And um, so, yeah, we, we get those people that are literally just willing to drop everything and answer questions. People keep messaging me saying, hey, Sam, I'm really sorry to bug you, but I just got this question. Can you help me? And I'm like, dude, you're not bugging me. You ask the question, I'll answer. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's why we have the, the listener email section on the Forgecast is because we're more than happy to answer any questions you've got. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And it does help organize it a bit too, because um, sometimes we get, sometimes I take longer than I would like to get back to people. It's just because you know I'm, I'm making a living, and sometimes well, yeah, we're, gets out you're, of hand. we're only we're only one man per 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 business, you know. Like yeah, so there's only so um, many hours in the day. <laughs> the, the Forgecast email is actually a really good way to sort of curate the emails. Like we some I know some episodes we don't read them out, but some episodes the questions were nice and quick to answer, and we just email back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes there's a question that's asked that is a relatively simple answer, but we like to answer it on the Forgecast anyway because it helps us answer the question that multiple people have asked us. Also, sometimes uh, it's a really interesting answer. Yeah, sometimes it's just a really cool topic. Um, and, and I love that. I, I love when we get a question that's like, oh, yeah, I really want to talk about that. <laughs> but like our, our Instagrams are lit up and we, we hear from other people in the community that we chat to um, when sometimes we'll ask them a question and that and they'll say the same thing. It's like, man, I get like five or six questions a day sometimes. And yep. um, yeah, it's just it's and none of them are like, oh, I'm constantly getting questions. I have to answer. It's always just like, yeah, man, I was helping this guy, blah, blah, blah. So it's all just wanting to help wanting to spread that wisdom spread the knowledge if you've got it yeah i mean um alex was making kumai or wanting to make kumai and i was kind of like i think i know a couple of people who make it i messaged them out of the blue just going hey man saw you made kumai can you give me some tips and they all sent me back replies just going mm-hmm. yeah man no worries here you go here's exactly how to do it that's it <laughs> yeah so you know it's, it's one of those things where this community and and this is something that i think the reason that i really wanted to have this conversation on this on this podcast and the reason i'm really glad that alex you know made it the topic of the week is because we want to encourage that in our listeners you know encourage that mindset of answering questions from newbies you know encouraging new people not shooting each other down because you know like you, you see a photo of something and it's like eh, you could do that better you know but not going, oh, that's crap. You shouldn't make knives out of railroad spikes. It's fucking useless. What are you wasting your time on that for? You know, you can encourage people in a better direction without having to shoot down their personality and, and you know, like, destroy them internally. And not expect people to come out of the gate making knives on, like, Carl Roy's level. You know, <laughs> sort of see, okay, I can see that you're, like, I was at that stage once because you all were. I don't care oh, yeah. how good you are. <laughs> all of us are. All you, of us you look at it and you say, I see what that person was going for. And I can, you can tell most of the time when you get to a certain level, especially in knife making, you can look at somebody else's knife and you can say, I can see they've made a concerted effort in that particular part. And it's probably because they're 
just starting to do that for the first time. And, and so you know, give, throw, give them a compliment. Tell them, no, I appreciate the effort you put into that. Pick out something that you really like about it. Like I, a lot of the time I'll see a knife that someone's made that's, you know, like one of their first or third knives or something like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of the third knives, like the knives that we all have made. And it's still got angle grinder scars in it. And the handle's all kinds of wonky because we were trying to think outside the box. But a lot of the time they'll come up with a really cool blade profile that I'd never even thought of. Mm. And I'll go like, dude, that looks sick. <laughs> yeah. now, now don't get me wrong i'm i'm not a participation trophy kind of guy i am no. um if somebody asks me for feedback on something that they've made i, I give them pretty honest feedback but no, I, I caveat mine i go do you want actual feedback or do you just want my opinion like you know do you just want me to say it's cool <laughs> I, I just tell them and it, that may have something to do with the reputation that i've got myself in this community maybe but, yeah um, i'm a little gentler i'm a little gentler than you are <laughs> but the thing is if i have recognized that they they've tried i make a damn good time of pointing that out because i used to be there i wasn't there that long ago to be honest oh uh, it's just you start somewhere. You, everybody starts smacking something out of rebar. <laughs> that, hey, man, I still smack stuff out of rebar. That looks like something out of a Mad Max movie. but it's, Still make that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it, it's how you learn. That's how you have fun. Like You get some yeah, people, they post on Facebook and this gorgeous thing. It's like, I made my first knife. And I'm like, screw you <laughs> my, my yeah, first oh, like man. 20 knives were so ugly how dare you be so how dare you be so talented <laughs> yeah there's there's a difference there's a difference between encouraging bad habits and you know encouraging someone to try try again to do better mm. you know like to just continually tell someone oh your work is awesome man it's just it's amazing when it's very obviously not you're not helping them. No. It's like those guys that end up on like The Voice or like uh, you know Australia or America's Got Talent or something, and all of their friends have told them that they're an amazing singer. And Simon Cowell and, disembowels them publicly. Well, yeah, and then they get their their heart ripped out by Simon Cowell and the entire audience. <laughs> yeah. And realistically, it's not their fault that they've you know, like gone on stage thinking that they can sing. It's because all of the people around them refuse to tell them the harsh truth. Mm. And, you know, so, you know, it's not about encouraging people by saying, you know, everything about their work is amazing. It's about encouraging them to improve without shitting on them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you don't have to say, dude, that's crap. Do better. You can just go, Hey, I really like what you've done here and here, but you really need to improve on these points. My whole thing I, that I like to do is to point out that they can, they can do yeah. it. Like no matter what level you're at, you can get better. And it's not, uh, I hear so much people saying, Oh, I could never do that. I could never, I can't blah, 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 but you can't, you really can. I, and even I if would, I'm going to say to you, the thing that you showed me, has this many faults in it but with one little change in your workflow you could have that number i want to point people like who are listening right now if you haven't watched walter sorrels go to walter sorrels channel on youtube and look up the worst knife in the world <laughs> right that video should give you every idea of what a journey from start to finish can look like like, Walter makes some insane swords and knives and stuff like that. He is an interesting a, character. 
he's a crazy dude. Like, he's a very strange man, but he's also incredibly useful. Like, he gives out incredibly useful information, and he's just really, really talented. But he shows his first knife in that video. And it looks exactly like you'd think a first knife should look. <laughs> and he goes, here's my first knife, and now here's the most recent knife I've made. And it's a friggin' Tamahagane Katana in, mm. you know, like, lacquered scabbard and, like, all kinds of filigree and stuff like that. Realistically, the only difference between you and Walter, if you've only just started knife making, is that you're still at the beginning stages. Yeah. You know, he's got 20 years ahead of you. <laughs> But we all started somewhere. So yeah, go watch that video because it's, it's very inspiring. It's, um, I actually have a similar conversation with um, um, people who enter my forge because I do a lot of teaching. They look at my um, tool collection. Rows mm. and rows of tongs, all the different size hammers, the 200-year-old Sawyer's anvil and things like that. And they say, man, this must have cost a lot to set up. And I, I say, well, not, not really. It's just when I started, I had a, a tiny ball-peen hammer and um, a pair of vice grips. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you were to say, you know, like, if you all bought it, if you bought it all today, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's right. But, but this is accrued over, like, seven, eight years. But a bit <laughs> like know? we were talking about how social media should be thought of as a tool, each of the skills that you learn each of the techniques that you start being able to do hidden tank fit-ups uh, grinder technique forging technique they're, they're all tools in your arsenal and you don't start out with them you might start out with one knowing how to heat up the steel <laughs> that might be <laughs> that might be all but the thing is once you have been doing that enough that you are ready for the next tool you get the next tool and then all of a sudden you've got two tool, two tools that you're working with. And then you get the next tool. And then you get the next tool. And to bring this back to our original topic, this is something you should keep in mind when seeing new people into the community. Because the only way a community grows is by encouraging new people to join. Mm. And the, the least encouraging thing that you can do is shit on someone the moment that they start trying something. Yes. You know, encourage exploration. It's important. <laughs> um, I've been a member on a couple of forums and in a couple of different areas, uh, you know, not just in blacksmithing, but in a couple of different, you know, kind of fandoms and stuff like that. And the, the ones that almost completely have died by now were the ones that when I joined and started expressing my interest and my complete lack of knowledge, everyone just immediately dogpiled on me and told me how idiot stupid I was and, you know, told me how wrong I was and that everything I knew was crap. And I just felt like I didn't want to be there anymore because obviously everyone thought I was an idiot, so I may as well leave. No, there's no place for... I call them gatekeepers. Yes. If you are not going to do things the way I think you should be doing, then get out! Yeah, and we, we still run into those on a daily basis, you know, yeah. like even, even our, you know, like I, I hate to say even at our level because we're, you know, we're, we're like one level above ground level, but, you know. I, I'm, I make a hobby of torturing gra- uh, gatekeepers as much as I uh, yeah. possibly can. But, you know, like this is the thing is at the end of the day, there's always going to be gatekeepers. You'll be a master smith, like you, you could get to master smith level and there will be people telling you you're doing it wrong. 
Yeah, there's people out yeah. there that's like see Carl Royer's knives and I, like, I have shit. heard people I have heard people saying, Oh, Carl's doing it wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, like, All right, tell well, him that. Go and go and do better then, mate. <laughs> tell him that. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's just one of those things. You're always gonna have critics and and I'd prefer that those critics come from outside our community rather than inside. Yeah, if you don't believe us, use a Ryobi tool in a public forum. Yeah, we'll talk about Ryo- <laughs> talk about Ryobi tools on a on a on a podcast or, or show your welding. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, God, yeah, just just put a video or sh- photo of your welding on Instagram. Just well, watch. I'll the tell you how to weld, son. <laughs> or just you know show a Damascus billet going into a forge or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> S- snap test your knife. Oh man. Yeah, so, but this is the thing is people have, people are full of opinions and it, we all know that opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink. I say opi- uh, opinions, opinions are like nipples. Everybody's got at least two and half of them are useless. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. But at the end of the day, you can have your opinions. You can, you know, feel those kinds of things, but have consideration for those people that you're talking to. Um, because that, you know, 16, 14 year old kid that joins the, the Facebook group that says, Hey, look at this knife I made out of a piece of shovel and a, and a fence post might end up being the next Kyle Royer if you encourage him. Mm. And or, for reference, Kyle Royer <laughs> has made a knife out of a shovel. He has, he has made a knife out of a shovel on his YouTube channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is the thing at the end of the day with encouragement, anyone can flourish. But yeah. our community dies the moment our community refuses to encourage others. Mm. And so, you know... We will always I, be there to encourage. Mate, I, I, I will always be there, for sure. <laughs> and you will you, always you see me to... doing battle against assholery. Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, Alex is scary when he wants to go to battle. <laughs> <laughs> for evidence, watch his giveaway video. Always will be. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, this is the thing. This this community means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to Alex as well, and and to many of our friends. Mm. It saved I've, a lot of us. It has it absolutely. Continues and, to. You know, we I I love the fact that I have this platform. We have this platform to share the the passion that we have for this craft, and to share the 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 stories that surround our craft, like the fact that blacksmithing has saved my life at least, and and many others. And the, the fact that I have this platform means that I have a responsibility to ensure that the community that follows is a positive influence. Yeah. And so I will always be there to encourage positivity wherever I can. Yeah. Sam and, and I definitely really... have our faults, but the one thing we can't <laughs> be faulted for is supporting the community. <laughs> well, uh, we, we, we certainly try. And, and the thing is that if I'm ever caught not supporting my community in some way, I want someone to be there to tell me. Oh, we fully expect to have it brought up. Yeah, I, you know, the, the thing is, I'm I'm not one of those people that's going to shy away from being told that I'm being a dick. Mm. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, like, mate, I get called a dick three times before breakfast. Yeah, but that's normally by people who don't count. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's the haters. That's the haters. <laughs> Got the on the haters. But no, the thing is, at the end of the day, the, the community can't grow if we're not willing to listen to feedback. And um, 
while we have this platform, the podcast, our YouTube channels and stuff like that, that doesn't make us the arbiters that are of everything that is good and right in the world. Oh, God, That no. doesn't make us any better than anyone else. It just means that we have a loud hailer in a, in a crowd. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, that's the only thing that makes us different. Yeah. We're not uh, special. Other than that, we're still stuffing up every day. We're still oh, breaking things. We're still injuring ourselves. We're still getting anxious about sending things out with all the things that everyone else is going through. Um, and it's because of that, that we, we, we know what people are going through. We can, we feel it ourselves and it, to have the community give back to us has been awesome. Yeah. On a, on a very base level, I, there is a selfish component to wanting a positive community and, you know, Alex giveaway video is a perfect example of why, <laughs> Because from a positive community, if we, if you put the effort in to create a positive community around yourself, uh, and to influence, uh, your community, whatever community you're a part of to be positive, when you are in a negative place, that community will be there to support you. If all you put into your community is negativity, that's all you're going to get back. Yeah. So that's why we're always striving to create a positive environment for those people who are struggling, who, who want to get into it, who, you know just are just generally good people. We want to create positivity around them because if, when times get tough for them, we'll be there for them. And then when times get tough for us, they'll be there for us. And that's how communities really flourish. Need to start uh, fading in. Um, what is it? I'm always here. What's the, what's the <laughs> Baywatch theme? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Some people no, no, stand the- in the darkness. It's the tight, the, just just do the you know the Titanic theme, <laughs> Celine Dion, yeah. Or is it the Bodyguard? Oh yeah. <laughs> On that. But note, anyway, with that being said, all very serious and stuff like that. Yeah, let's uh, let's remind everybody that the Forgecast Challenge, and we've seen a couple of people jumping on board, which is awesome. Forgecast yes. Challenge for the month is to make a billet of Mokimagane in whatever pattern you choose. I just did random pattern for mine. Came out swimmingly. I'm going to be making some more just because it was fun. Still haven't made mine, but uh, I think I'll make it either tomorrow or Wednesday because uh, my grind is dead, so... Yeah, well, good excuse <laughs> to make some Mokimagane. Exactly. Yeah, just use files on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Non-ferrous metals, gotta love them. Yeah, but guys and girls, if you want to send in those lovely emails to us, feel free to do so at ask.forgecast at gmail.com and tracks down on Facebook and Instagram if you're not already. And if you're looking for Sam, where can they find you? You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Etsy, Redbubble, Patreon, Twitch now as well. I'm on a tea platform, guys. Are you proud of me? I'm also in the kitchen sink. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find Alex, I go by Valhalla Ironworks. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, Redbubble, Twitch, Patreon, YouTube, Coffee, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can like find a bad it in your smell, coffee. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Make sure you check your coffee for Alex before you take your first sip in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, guys and girls, I hope you're all having a wonderful week. You're getting a lot done. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. <laughs>